Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies, buddies talking about, about cinema. cinema. Oh. Hey, hello. Uh, I am Justin Barney from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. Together we're Cinebuds, and uh, this week we are talking about the movie The Harder They Fall. Open it. The Harder They Fall is a new Western. Uh, It is about the character Nat Love, played by Jonathan Majors, and he gets ready to take down his enemy, Rufus Black, who is played by the lovely Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. It's a ruthless crime boss uh, who just got sprung from prison, and he goes to track him down for revenge. Yeah. It's a new old Western. Yeah. And... uh, the uh, Western is it's like the oldest genre of movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They've been making Westerns yeah. since they began making movies. And uh, this movie yeah. answers the question, how do you make a new Western? Yeah, that's true. And uh, and they do it. Christopher, what'd you think of The Harder They Fall? I really, really liked it. I did too. Yeah, th- I thought it had its faults. Yeah. But ultimately, I thought this movie was so cool. I love a Western. But also, yeah. a Western can fall into it it because it is such an old genre. Because yeah. you've seen a million, sometimes it's like because we have seen a million Westerns, because we like Westerns, it's it's the same stuff over and over yeah, and over. Right, right. And this movie really shook the box. It did, but it also kind of, it also showed Delivered. you those beats that you like. Yes. Because the weird thing about a Western is unlike a horror film or other films that tend to be formulaic, I want that from a Western. I mean, yes. a little bit. I mean, of course, you I want, want to the be shootout. In. I want the shootout. I you want, want not yeah. being able to trust anybody. I want someone to look someone in the eye and say, "No, I'm not going to kowtow to you." <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm standing up for myself. Like I always want that. Yeah. So they deliver, but it is different, and it is very rare to get a black Western. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of the. Th- they say at the beginning of these movies, these people existed. They existed. And you just don't see it very often. And I love that these characters, while the situation is fictional and it's exaggerated based on the actual life, they're all based on actual characters, Mm -hmm. uh, actual, you know, outlaws and cowboys and, and heroes. So it's really interesting to come at it from that fictionalize it, sure, for entertainment, and then stylize it. It's it's, it's with a stellar, stellar cast. I thought this cast was incredible. I thought the pacing was was great. Yeah. It had it involved music in a great way. Yeah. It's its dialogue was modern and fun. Yeah. Its characters were big. Its lighting was great. The costumes were wonderful. It was a little long, a little cloudy in the middle, but overall, I thought that this movie was so cool, and I thought that it was so much fun. I only disagreed with one thing you said, mm. and I'm going to wait to the podcast. Oh, okay. And we're going to talk about it more in the podcast. Stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. 
Like listening to Milwaukee produced podcasts? Then check out Radio Milwaukee's innovation podcast, Diverse Disruptors, hosted by me, Tariq Moody. We talk with entrepreneurs from across the country that are innovating for a more inclusive world. Listen at RadioMilwaukee.org slash disruptors. Diverse Disruptors is presented by University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Northwestern Mutual, and United Way's Tequity. All right, we're back. We are. Um, uh, what is this juicy reveal? It's not a juicy reveal. You listed all the things you liked about it. The right. only so one I disagreed with, not interesting, is the lighting. What? Yeah. That was, and I was trying to figure out, there was a part of this movie, a tone in this movie that I couldn't connect with, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and I realized it is too bright. It was very bright. And because of that, it started to feel like a TV show almost. Like you're on a set? Yeah, and I do not have the technical vocabulary to talk about this well. Yeah. So let me just say, you know how certain movies, like, I don't know if they're a little grainier, they look like they're shot on a different camera or a different film stock or something. Yeah. They just have a different texture to them. Yeah, yeah, This one was too clean. It was so clean. So it was clean so clean and bright. And I that, liked that a lot. You liked it. For me, it... Pulled me out of it a little bit. Like Unforgiven, like the Clint Eastwood oh, Unforgiven. Yeah. It was a little bit darker. Even in the brighter scenes, there's something about the texture of it that looked, felt like a Western. Like, that's good. Also, I think I had in my mind, yeah. I had I had listened to a podcast about the most recent Bond movie. Yeah. And they were talking about Money Penny, and they were talking about uh, the new 007, who are both black women. Right. And they had a black woman on the pod, and she was saying, she was like, the thing that really bugged me about this movie was that they do not know how to light black characters. Oh, that's interesting. And and she was like, this is a constant problem in movies where they are underlighting black characters and you oh. you need to light them differently. You need to brighten it yeah. up because, you know, and that's a thing that most lighting people do not think of. So maybe that was just in my head oh, where I was wonder, like, yeah. I was like, it makes sense that this is bright. You can yeah. like, it it is different because these characters is an entirely black cast. Yeah. And so I, I maybe that was just in my head being like, this is yeah. the yeah. answer to a, a problem but, yeah. that I had just listened to. That is good to know. Yeah. Because uh, that would make it at least understandable. There's something that took me, that pulled me back from it because of what I'm used to. Even though, you know, I've seen different kinds of Westerns when it's not that a little bit rougher look to the camera and the sure. lighting, then I feel like this is like, looks like a TV show to me. And there, and there were parts where it was, I mean, it was so bright it, it, where it, you could see the scene, you yeah. know, you were like, this is shot, uh, like in a, uh, you know, this is shot set. on a set. Oh, set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, like a Western, like the sets are so great. Yeah. And it's like one thing that I just like loved about this movie was that the costumes are so love Western costumes. Good, yeah. So much draping going yeah. on. Yeah. So much yeah. like, <laughs> you know, leather and wool and like the gold guns and they really spared no expense. Which is the most illogical. Whenever I watch a Western, so I'm like, this is a time period I would I would suffer th- I would not excel in. Mm. They wear it's the hottest environment. <laughs> it's so hot. Dusty and you wool. are wearing so many Draped layers. Draped in wool. L- several layers of wool and leather. Yeah. You act like you're about to go into a mountaintop. <laughs> But you are in the driest no shade. Right. What is wrong with you? But you know you? what? 
They look cool. They look cool. They yeah. look very cool. You know what I would wear? Linen. <laughs> well, let's talk about <laughs> to toe. Let's talk about the uh, the cast of this movie because yeah. this cast. I hope was you have a while. Stacked. I hope you have an hour. This cast. We just have to list them, and it's going to take a while. Way better than the Eternals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, the, the Eternals cast was pretty great. Uh, this was just like, it was hit after hit. I mean, yeah. Jonathan Majors is like a we, major character. And, and we love him. And we love Jonathan We've Majors. About him we love times. Jonathan Majors and um, we love Lakeith Stanfield. And That's true, yeah. And we they were like, yeah, we talked about him a lot. And we love both of them. And they were both shown in this movie. Yeah. And not to mention uh, Idris Elba and Regina King, who so tough and so cool. And Idris Elba had a nice emotional moment in the movie that was like, oh, you don't see this as much from him. So it was kind of pleasant. There was, I believe, a breakout character, which was R.J. Siler. Oh, yeah, yeah. He I had fun. never heard of him. He played a young sharpshooter. Yeah. And his dialogue was him. Yeah. You know, it just seemed so like this character who he was portraying, it was so real. Sometimes a Western can get stuck in its like kind of like gruff Westernness. Yeah. And so many Westerns are just so stiff with dialogue. And this was this the you know, the script was so alive. Yeah. And the way that they talked to each other was uh was uh was so believable. I, I really his was that like the movie. Billy the Kid type character, yeah. like young, full, completely full of himself. He's the fastest gun; no one's gonna say otherwise. Totally. And that was really cool. And then his foil was Lakeith Stanfield, who's also supposed to be the fastest, but he's different. He's very deadpan. He's like dry, always no behind nonsense. the beat. Yeah. yeah, but he's also a little sneaky. Like they always talk about how he shoots people in the back and he's right. not as honorable. Right. So it's a nice foil to have those two characters. And then you have Delroy Lindo who plays like this marshal who actually, again, all these characters based on real people. Mm. He has the, I was, I kept looking at his mustache thinking that's a weird mustache. Me too. And then I saw the, <laughs> the person he's based on. I'm like, Oh, it's a pretty accurate Did mustache. Really? <laughs> like that mustache is weird. It's got like real thick at the end for it, some reason. Yes. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, but I love him. He was great. I mean, a lot. some of these people were all in um, The Five Bloods together. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some really... It, it, it was like... That was a stacked cast. I So uh, another thing that I loved about this movie... So it was directed by... Um, it's only his second movie. Yeah. It is directed by James Samuel. James Samuel, he directed... They Die by Dawn, a movie in 2013. Also a Western. Also a Western, which I never saw. Me neither. This movie was, it was very stylized. Yeah. It was very bloody. Which, That's true too, yeah. Which I thought like really worked for for this as a Western. Um, and I loved, I, I felt like that really fit. I really felt like the direction was great. Like the way that. Uh, Idris Elba was directed the way that he was written. He was a true villain. Yeah. He was gruesome. He was ruthless. Yeah. Every single scene, you were like, I, "He's not going to do that." Yeah, and then he does that, and it was so. Uh, it was really stylish in a way that felt it felt like too modern for the era, but I felt like that worked. But that's the style, yeah. And I think there was a ref. I think I feel like. Whoever wrote or directed, I'm not sure who was responsible, but mm -hmm. there were definitely 
I feel like they definitely knew westerns. Yeah. Like there's a moment, like the moment at the beginning where you meet Idris Elba. Oh my where it's just God, like God, the opening scene yeah. is wild. It reminded me of Once Upon a Time in the West, totally. where Henry Fonda, who is like he's the Tom Hanks of the time, mm. but then you make him the meanest villain, which is a very clever move for that movie. Yeah. And you see his bright blue eyes, which he was famous for. And then he does something terrible. Yeah. Uh, same thing with this. I mean, you come in, you see Idris Elba, super handsome. We oh all just God. like one of the most handsome people in the world. Yeah. And he comes in and then he's just like, cool. <laughs> could not believe the opening scene. Yeah. Was shocked. Was, uh, you know, yeah. is but you, you making can remarks see, out loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I'm. Kind of glad I watched this at home, just because yeah, I felt Would no compunction to about hear that in a, in a theater, <laughs> yeah. though. Um, but the only f- small criticism is just that I did like the style, those moments of style that are in it. Mm. I either felt like it wasn't enough of those moments to make it that to have that style be pervasive, or it needed to be just sm- like subtler or smoother, either be bigger or smoother consistently. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a few moments like during one of the face-offs where it was just, the focus was on the shadows. Yeah. It's like, like the that. shadows that cool. were facing. Yeah. Each other. It was so cool. Yeah. And then there was like those big moments, those bloody, like you said, bloody moments. Yeah. I just felt like all of it needed to be a little bit bigger or it needed to be like smoothed out. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to say it, but yeah, I wasn't, the style wasn't pervasive enough, I guess. For me, throughout. However, it that that's a minor thing for me. I thought one thing that really came through that I loved was the music. Yeah, it, there was like there was a bit of music in every scene. It wasn't like the music really took over, but there are moments where the characters sing, and I thought that was that was really oh, great. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Majors has a great he does have voice. A really good voice. Yeah, and they like introduce some characters like with song. And uh, I thought that it was like every kind of scene and this the whole movie had a backbone of music. Yeah. And then there is, you know, there's a big shootout in the the, the background. And it, there was also a lot of world music. You know, it was oh, background was Fela Kuti. I mean, it oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, it was this big Fela Kuti track, um, this big Afro beat track that went through the whole thing that I thought was like really great. And yeah. I thought a lot of those, the music that they used to, the music syncs I thought were great. And then the parts where they had organically people singing in the movie. Yeah, yeah. really well done. And to be clear, it's not a musical by any means. There's just natural points just, at which where they're like, it's just oh, here's into a, the fabric like a trail of the song movie. or something, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, we're all going to sing it because we remember the song. It's like a bonding moment. I thought that was great. That was really nicely done. Yeah, it looked good, sounded good. Didn't have to be two and a half hours long. I didn't mind that for some reason. I honestly was surprised when it was over because it was, like you said, the pacing was so good that I was like, I'm into this. And I love an epic, especially in a Western. Mm. And the thing is, when I watch a Western, I'm used to a long and much slower film. Like mm. some of the ones I love, they're like, it's like a whisper, like dust. You see dust roll across. <laughs> they <laughs> eye contact for like two minutes before something happens. And it works. But this one was a lot faster paced, uh, especially because it's just was made today. You don't yeah. see slow films that much anymore. Yeah. Um, so I really, I was into it. Yeah. I was into it too. Really glad that we watched yeah. it. The Harder They Fall. It is streaming on Netflix now. Check it out. Are All you right. ready? Are you ready? I'm taking it over. Okay. Are you ready for our favorite segment? 
Yes. What else have you been watching? Me? You, Justin. Wow. Well, on uh, on Criterion, there is a new collection called Playing It Cool with Robert Mitchum. Oh, do not say Robert Mitchum in my presence. (laughs) Yes, it is a collection of films where Robert Mitchum is being cool. Well, oh, you mean every movie is (laughs) there? Every movie. And so. I love myself some Robert Mitchum. So do I. And so I've been watching the ones that I haven't watched. And uh, I have never seen the original Cape Fear. Oh, delight. It is a delight. It was also cool because I watched the I watched the Scorsese Cape Fear yeah. um, with Robert De Niro this year. Yo. And so yeah, I had like perfect. the the comparison. And it was definitely cool where Scorsese takes it the extra mile. Yeah. You know, he everything, I mean he, it, it increases everything by two. Right. You know, like really truly unhinged, yeah. which is like very cool. Robert De Niro also plays it great. Um but like Mitchum also plays it great. Yeah, I know. And everything that Mitchum is in, he is just I, he he is impossibly cool. Mm-hmm. He and I and I listened to some of the commentary because Criterion has like great commentary yeah. on this, and they had somebody speaking to it, and they talked about how he he felt like if he was walking, if the action in the in the scene in the shot, he's like if there's a lot of action. Walk slow behind yeah. the action, and oh, you'll yeah. be in control. Oh, wow. And it was like, it's when you see him, when you see him sauntering, when there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on, it's like, it's true. He's in control. He's playing it yeah. cool. There was something, and I think this may be on Family Guy, a reference from Family Guy. I could be wrong. But they talk about how actors from that era, the manly actors from that era, were what they called strong fat. <laughs> Where you're strong, your pants are hiked up to right below. Yes, your pants totally. are hiked up, and you have big shoulders, but you're not defined like people are today. There, there's a scene where he like takes his shirt off a couple times, yeah. and I'm like, hey, you can't. Like you're not. What fat. is this you're body not at all type? Fat, right? It's like dad bod. Everyone had dad bod back mm-hmm. then, and but that was. But like also, the like when he took his shirt off, like he was like pretty. He was yeah. like very fit. Yeah. Fit, it's just, fit was so different. Man. Yeah. It was true. really funny. Robert Mitchum, and I have, you know, in the letterbox, these are your four favorite films. Oh, yeah. And I change it periodically. Yeah. But Out of the Past oh. uh, is one of my favorite, it's my favorite film noir easily. It is the film noir. It has the best uh, patter between Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas. The back and forth banter is so smart and witty and clever and like, I got you. I got you. Ba ba ba. So fast. When they were talking about when they they had the little commentary thing, they said that that is the they said that's the film noir for all film. Did noirs. they really? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I that movie. Could you remind us of the title of that one? Yeah, it's yeah. called Out of the Past. Yeah. A t- again, I don't care for the title. It's vague. It's vague. It's A vague title that yeah. I always have to go. What is that called? I love it so yeah. much. Um, but that one is my favorite. And then uh, Night of the Hunter. Which is one of my top ten, I think, favorite movies, and which is a bit out of characteristic for him because yeah. he plays he plays a lot. It's a lot bigger of a role. The character is yeah. like a lot more uh, showman. Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a, a preacher and he's giving speeches. Yeah, it's and then not there's a like point at which he gets shot at. He screams so high pitched, and it clearly, if you listen to it, I've listened to it a couple times. It's like on a loop uh-huh. because he screams off into the distance. And it's so odd and absurd, but that movie is so strange that it works for it. 
I yeah, have. I'm so glad you got to see that one. Yeah. My favorite interview of all time yeah. is Robert Mitchum on Dick Cavett. <laughs> Dick <laughs> I have watched the hour long interview of Robert hour Mitchum long. and Dick. Hour. That's this is 70s baby. Yeah, that we, was just they like didn't care what about they time. Did. At all and time in the I world. I have watched that hour long interview probably four times. <laughs> I mean, he just comes out and he just, he owns it. He's like, he's got his sunglasses on. Yeah. He's got like a glass in his hand. There's like this one, my, one of my favorite parts is Dick Cavett is trying to get Mitchum to talk about being on a chain gang, yeah. which he was. And he was like, he's like, well, you know, he's kind of like, you know, mealy mouthing it around. It. And he was like, you know, you're on a chain gang. And, and Robert Mitchum kind of like looks around and he's like, I mean, you can call it a chain gang. We called it a family. <laughs> and then he was talking oh about God. escaping from the chain gang, and he was like, he was like, uh, you know, we're 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 people chasing you. And he was like, well, um, I mean, I heard bullets. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> he's just like so every every line is just like oh, I that. I have to see this. Oh my God! It is the coolest thing I've ever I heard seen. somebody talking about the Dick Cavett show and about interviewers from that period mm -hmm. and they said and Dick Cavett had every huge person on his show every single person like any people who like would never be on a show oh, you would yeah. think would be on there David Bowie Marlon Brando oh. um James Baldwin was on there I mean it was just like yeah, incredible people on that yeah. show but if you actually listen to Dick Cavett, I'm like, are you good at this? He is. Is he? Oh, Because yeah. there's so many times where he's like stammers and he gets caught off guard that I look at him like, I, I guess you're good because you've had this career, but you seem so unprepared for it. Almost. As a person that like interviews people all the time, Me? you know, I, oh, no, you, no, you, I interview yeah. musicians all the time <laughs> and uh, watching him is watching an art. Really? Yeah. Cause it's an okay. hour long. And so you have to control that conversation yeah. and his like kind of stammering is like kind of like lays the ground for them to walk on top, Yeah, you know? And so he is kind of like, he will say something to the camera. He'll evade. He'll like. He will stammer to give the person time to think of an answer. Oh, that's interesting. You know, that's good to know because from a casual observer, and again, of like forty years after the fact, it's such a different style than you see now, where it's mm -hmm. like planned out. And maybe that's that's the big difference, probably. Like now, it's like you know the questions ahead of time, probably. Yes. And we've established this story. I already know it, but yes. we're going to talk about it as if it's. it's and he has to establish yeah. himself as. Not the dominant person, right, though right. he is the dominant person. You know, he's the one creating the conversation. He's the one keeping it going, but he's got to stay under it and let the right. other person come on top. It's like, it's masterful. I'll have to, I'll have to watch it again with a different yeah. eye. Yeah. Right. My turn? Yeah. What else have you been watching? Uh, <laughs> I uh, also gave in, uh, I think, as you mentioned uh, yeah. last time. Succession. Uh, I know not to Succession, but to uh, the Squid Squid Game. Oh, I have not given in. So you, give so you me. should give in to Squid Game. Should I? <laughs> I watched the last episode last night. It's nine episodes. I'm the only person who hasn't watched it. Yeah, you I'm, are. I'm the one. Yeah. Do I win? Do I win Squid Game? <laughs> I know. I'm the you last one. <laughs> I wonder if this is just a big Squid Game. That would be a good Squid Game. Uh it's so good. It's like is one it? of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Damn it. Damn it. I'm going to yeah. have to watch it. It's so, uh, it is also very violent. Uh, <laughs> as we were talking about violence, it's very violent. It reminds me of Battle Royale, mm. um, 
where they have to fight each other for real consequences, life and death. Right. But this, when you get into the story of the character, each character is like delved into and you know why they're there. Well, and the main characters, you see what happens. And then the conclusion, which is very hard to do. The hardest part of, I think, any show is the conclusion. Right. Really well done. They've set up season two in an interesting way. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I watched this and I was like, I I love a competition show. Yeah. Because and competition shows are great and they're addictive because you there's the premise of the of what's going on, yeah. which gets you in the first couple episodes is is the like is the game itself and understanding the game and see people playing the game and then you fall in love with the characters exactly. and build the characters. And I'm like, it's such an alluring concept yeah. for a show, which gets me every single time. Yeah. And I when I saw that that was the concept for this, I was like what a great concept for a fictional show because you can yeah. build those narratives to an in a, extreme to an extreme yeah. and, you, and you have control over that, yeah. but it's still, it still has that same like appealing, yeah. um, you know, quality that all the competition shows have. Yeah. It's also visually stunning as we all realize during Halloween when everyone dressed up as yeah. someone from Squid Games. And then, but yeah, it does have those characters you get invested in. Even the ones that I find like that character is really annoying. You love They're to supposed hate. to be. You love to hate them. I'm so invested in that what is... happened to them. Like, yes. They have to get it in the right way or right. they have to do, their, their journey has to go in a certain way to make me satisfied. And it went in a different way, just as satisfied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good. And it's, man, Korean shows, Korean movies mm -hmm. are ruling my world right now. Yeah. There's some really, really, it's a good industry right now. Mm -hmm. Incredibly creative stuff coming out of South Korea. So highly recommend. I don't need to because you've all made it like the best, most watched show on Netflix. Yeah, of all time, yeah. That's yeah, really good. Great. All right. Well, we started with The Heart of They Fall. This has been Cinebuds, and Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Woo -woo! Our theme song is from walking musician Brett Newski. Yeah, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. That's them crafting. That's cool. Also, thank you, Associated Bank. Thank you, Associated Bank. And thank you, members of Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. We love you all. And thank you, the winner of my squid game, Christopher Paul. I won't. I didn't even get to murder anyone. <laughs> <laughs>